Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Party. My name is Kirk Henderson, and I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. You are joining me on Tuesday night, a little before 11. I went to the game again because I got invited, and who could say no to a, a free Mavs game? And was treated to uh, really a tale of two halves where the Mavericks shot the lights out of the ball in the first half. The Clippers looked like death because they're in the second night of a back-to-back and looked like the Mavericks were going to run them out of the gym. But, of course, the Dallas Mavericks mavericked, and the game was really close by the fourth quarter. The Mavericks somehow basically held on, held out against the Clippers. In particular, uh, Reggie Bullock decided to join the offense, hit four threes. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith hit a career-high three-point shots in the game with seven makes. Really looked great shooting the ball. Luka Doncic had a really stellar first half and kind of a blarg second half uh, punctuated, though, by one of the probably like the first key like Luka bullshit moment of the season where he hit a a rainbow nonsense three to effectively seal the game. Um, But that's what we have Luka for. That's why he's there. All right. We already got a healthy line, which, uh, you know, we'll talk about this game for a little bit and then I can then get out of Dodge because there is a Rockets game tomorrow and. I don't know. I don't want to stay up super late. I'm already tired. So remember, when I call you up on stage, be looking for, uh, you know, the the ring around your name to light up. Make sure you're not muted. Uh, if you switch between apps, sometimes it will not let you speak. So just be kind of aware. I see my man Dodang is waiting to talk. So we're going to we're going to get with him because his uh, his phone honking is one of my favorite things. Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing well. Excellent. What's uh, what, what's what's the word? And I'm glad Kid made some adjustments. Luke put Luca back in the game, but 26 blown, 26 point blown lead. That's insane. You know, I, I just don't understand the necessity to play. You know, not to play Wood as much. You know, if I'm going to be you know, getting spanked and then no timeout, what the heck? You know. Well, the no timeouts are killing me, but Wood did himself no favors tonight. Wood Wood was um, really mixed bag of an offensive game. Uh, I thought he played much better in the first half, and then in the second half, he it was just it felt kind of like a game in quicksand with him, where one mistake became two, became four. Uh, it was it was a little tough to watch for for Wood, but you know what? They won, and he'll get back out there, and hopefully, he will he will have a better game. Yeah, I hope so. You know, but I think that move was really great to get Luca back in the game. You know, I like to see. Also, the small ball lineup, you know, that's back-to-back games where we close it out with small ball lineups, you know. So, it's nice to see that. And then we can start trusting Reggie again. Uh, I think it's 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 November, right? I mean, is it November? Or is it- well, he's going he's gonna to continue to stink is my hot take. But they got him for one night, and I'm pleased with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a victory. DFS really bailed their asses out, you know. Great game from him. Great game from him. Really. he he's So, one of the funny things about – hit his play frankly is that Luca uh or is that uh Reggie's stinky play has covered up the fact that Dorian's been pretty pretty bad (laughs) so uh at least on offense in terms of volumes of shots and just kind of running around getting cardio but uh it it was nice yeah yeah pretty balanced you know in in the in the end with uh DFS and, and Bullock so very very happy about that and Powell made some great plays out of the you know the double team you know that first pass after Luca it hit, you know, uh, the other two shooters we have, you know, that was really important, you know, to make that hockey assist from Luca to the other guys, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's the first time we've seen uh, this season, at least, Luca get that many double teams. And Powell was an excellent release release valve. Did a lot of nice things. That center field position, that like, it's not necessarily a role man, but it's basically the the uh, the the person that when you know the Draymond Green is really good at this. Where if you're playing in the center there and and you get that ball, you're able to make the right pass. And the Mavericks did it a lot. Uh, I felt that they kind of overpassed a few possessions, but that's going to happen. Um, I, I I really enjoyed that game, all, all things considered. Really stressful, very like upsetting at times, but hey, wouldn't be the Mavericks without some nonsense drama. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> well, good to hear from you, Kirk. Glad you went to the game. I hope you and your son had a great time, sir. Thanks, man. Yeah, the Saturday night game was fun. He was pissed he didn't get to go tonight. And I'm like, sorry, dude, you got to go to bed. You got school. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. All right. Let's go with David. Hey, David, how you doing? Give David a second to unmute there. We'll see. Uh, hey, there we go, Kirk. Uh, first time calling in, man. Love the show. Well, thank you for, for joining us. Welcome. You uh, you sound great. So what's on your mind? Uh, you know, stressful game. Uh, I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, got back and hit my season tickets this year. So I'm excited. Uh, see what the team can do. But, uh, Man, they just, they love to take it to the wire. It's, uh, I'm going to have like need extra heart medicine or something to watch this team night tonight. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say though, my three things were kid, get in the game, call timeouts. Don't wait till four points before you call a timeout and try and break up that run. Uh, Reggie Bullock, I'm hoping this is like him turning the corner a little early in the season because starting out 04 until, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter when he, became a sniper just embarrassing and then our free throws like i thought we had a good free throw Brutal. Shooting. i thought i thought we were like good. oh no again <laughs> you know we we taught deandre jordan for like a moment in time how to shoot free throws so like what, what happened to that guy get him back in there yeah but uh yeah great game solid win uh, in the end way to tough it out i just I, I want that killer instinct back that we saw in the playoffs it's just so frustrating to see us up 22 and then just, you know, watching it happen again, like a horror movie. It's like, you know, don't turn well, around. <laughs> well, so, so tell me, if, hear, hear me out here. Let me, I want to know what you think about this. So I feel like in the, the third quarter, Luca came out like he, uh, like he had eaten a wheel of cheese at halftime and was <laughs> oh, yeah. lethargic and tired and bitchy as all get out. Uh, he should have picked up a tech. And Luca was a big part of why they came back in it because he was kind of forcing things and sloppy. And, you know, I know that, that the entire offense was, was whack. Luca scored 10 of the 15 points that the Mavericks scored in the quarter. So it's not, I'm not like necessarily laying it at his feet, but I, I was felt very frustrated by his body language and his own lack of urgency to, to kind of, to kind of ice the game so early, but, but man, I think about that. Yeah, I like that take. I uh, I was noticing that too. I think that, you know, one of the things that I really loved uh, for some of the games I've gone to seeing like the Josh Green come out party against the Nets. And there seems to be two lineups. We have like our chaos bench lineup, which plays mm-hmm. nothing like our starting unit at all. And I really think we should be injecting more of that whenever, you know, kid or the coaches see that out of Luca when we're no longer picking them apart. They're picking up their intensity throw the guys in there that are like chomping at the bit to get more minutes, especially sure. with kids very whack statement of like, prove it, especially to proven players uh, for more minutes. 
yeah, go cake. The, great. Let Josh, let Josh Green go in there and, and muddy things up a little bit. It won't look pretty, but let's, let's see some, uh, some more activity. Have him start instead of Bullock. If Bullock's shooting blanks. Well, it's it's interesting you say that. It's, it's very interesting you say that. So if you've never checked out this podcast, I recommend you do so. It's called the Dunker Spot. Uh, Nikias Duncan and Steve Jones are probably two of the smartest basketball people that regularly talk like basketball X's nose on podcasts, not just narrative horse shit. Which, right. Um, and, and they had a, they had a little bit of a segment or they had a segment today um, that, that kind of referenced the fact that perhaps, you know, Josh Green, for example, might be a little more effective if the Mavericks ran more actual basketball sets instead mm-hmm. of sort of things that, that require him to read and react. And I think that's true. Uh, you know, green is an interesting, like, I'm glad you kind of brought up green. Cause I did want to talk about him. Like you look at his box score is pretty bad, but I was at the game. I thought his defensive activity was good. I thought he, you know, he, he brings a different sort of energy, which is nice. Um, and he shot, like he only took, let me see here. I don't even remember him like taking he took a one shot. three and then he yeah. missed him. But the three that he took was wide open is good. It's the kind of shot that I want to see him take more of. And I'm, I'm just, I don't like the ISO heavy offense all the time. Um, I get it with Luca. I get it less with Spencer, but you know, Spencer is also cooking with fish, fish grease. So it's, it's really difficult to be like critical of specifics outside of like the broad notion. And, and I don't, you know, things got into a funk in the third quarter and they just like put their head down and stayed in the funk. That was very frustrating to me. I, I would like for, you know, I made the kind of criticism in games. I was like, does Jason Kidd just not have any plays out of timeouts anymore? Did Igor Kokoskov take all the plays with him? Because they <laughs> suck out of timeouts. At least I feel like they suck. I don't really have any data. To well, they, and, they, and then they don't call timeouts if even if, you know, like how many times do we see it too? So it's like the, the part and parcel. I, I feel like kids just checking, like checking his phone or whatever Nothing he's doing would, like, over there. There's something about his hands in his pockets that like in infuriates me where it's just 100%. like he's just a bystander at the park watching a game i don't know i you know i I, I could be being too critical i've i've you know i you know i've only ever been a teacher in like summer camps and stuff way back in the day but like he would have driven me friggin' crazy in the classroom you know what i mean like sure. <laughs> i don't know what he's doing he's like totally checked out until like the last possible second so yeah yeah i i really um, you know, excited to see where this team goes, but it's just the night in, night out. I just, I want to see that motion offense like you were describing. Throw Josh Green in there. Throw some of these guys that bring some more energy when that ISO is failing. You know, in the first half, we were surgically picking them apart with these open threes. And then when they stepped on the gas, they came out on, you know, ready so, to go. Okay, then then throw some, throw, throw some gum in their works. You know, do something <laughs> a little bit different. But uh, at least Carlisle could do that back in the day. But, you know, that's the one thing I miss is, is like, let's gum this game up if they're going to try and do traps every time on Luca and he's not ready for it. Well, my podcast co-host, Josh Bow made a flow chart in April when the Mavericks were kind of playing weird last year. And the flow chart goes like this. Did the Mavericks role players make the open shots Luka Doncic created for them? Option one, yes. The Mavericks won and looked like a finals contender. Option two, no. The Mavericks lost and looked like a lottery team. (laughs) And it's just, it's still the same thing. And it's going to be something we sort of have to live with. Like Jason Kidd acknowledging after the game that only having two ball handlers is a problem. He said, I'm going to lose my mind. Tim McMahon then tweeted that he said he needs to give Frank Nilakina and Faku Campazzo some run before searching. If only... If only Cuban and and Nico and 
Jason Kidd had listened to any Mavericks commenter <laughs> on the internet except for the people who tell them how special they are. Perhaps this would have this this whole problem would have been solved. What, how hilarious! Anyway. Oh, I, I thought my last thought. I'll end on a positive note because it was a it was a win. Uh, I just want to say real quick uh, that three Luke had no business taking and had less business making was just pure magic. Like that was. That I was like off my seat. Is that the for me? That might be the first like Luke has many instances like this in a given season, but he's scored so many points. I don't. This is the first one that like like a meaningful moment that was like just a true Luca bullshit. Like like laugh out loud. Like this is the first one of the season. Am I am I right or or, or yeah? It it stood out to me. It stood out to me so far this season. I'm with you 100. percent This reminded me of the Grizzlies shot. Yes. Uh, just like like felt feels like cheating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He put an NBA 2K cheat codes and was just like, no, it doesn't matter where I shoot it from if I'm back to the basket. None of, none of this matters. It doesn't matter. Well, thank you for joining, David. I hope you come back. Yeah, yeah. Look forward to this is the first time getting on the app and, and trying to use it. So uh, shout out to the community. Uh, love hearing all the all the other voices on here and uh, keep it up. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. The uh, the Rockets have some interesting basketball players that don't really work yet, but they are talented. I don't know what the the rules are on cursing here. I'm just gonna say effing trap game. I'm worried. <laughs> no, it's it's absolutely a fucking trap game. You can curse. I, I yeah, like come on. I, this is why I can't ever go on the radio because I will get an FCC fine. So, anyways, have a good night. Talk soon. You too. Thanks. All right, we got to let's go to my man Chris. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Can't hear you. A little louder. Oh, can you hear me? There we go. Okay, man, this is one game that I was wanting to go to, and then the, the wife couldn't pick up the kids. You know, like I live four hours sure. away. This is one game I want to go to because it was the Clippers. Um, I knew it was going to be a good game, and it had to be the Mavs' way. Be up twenty-five. As soon as the Clippers made four or five straight points, I already knew. I, I even told my son, I was like, a 20-point lead does not mean anything. Apparently, 14-point leads with four minutes to go d- doesn't mean anything anymore. Like, you got to be up 20 with, like, two minutes to go to feel comfortable nowadays. So, that, that so was pretty stressful. Listen to this. So, they played like ass in the first half, the Clippers. This, mm-hmm. is what, this is the kind of statistics they ended up throwing up for the game. This is a tweet from Josh Bow. The Clippers shot 61.1% on two-pointers. 22 of 36, 43% on three pointers, 12 of 28 and 80.8% on free throws, 12 or I'm sorry, 21 of 26 and lost. So when you kind of look at it from the other side of things, their 21 turnovers is what doomed them. And yes, the Mavericks took advantage to where it's like when the Mavericks have such like a huge lead, this really feels like a gut punch of a loss to it or not a loss. Like it's just like another frustrating element of like, how can the Mavericks keep doing this? You know, he can't keep getting away with this, you know, the the breaking bad meme. And it it (laughs) is just this felt like like the more I think about it, the more this what like Harp apparently called it like a really good win. And even though I'm normally a cynical shit, I'm tending to agree with it because yes, they faltered, but they pulled through. I would like to see them kick the shit out of a team again one day, but, but you know, yeah, beggar, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. That was the Memphis game. That was the only team where we single-handedly, you know, winning from wire to wire. I mean, I think this season we're seven and four in clutch games, um, but we we're getting, too many clutch games. That's we're getting teams back in it. Obviously the missed free throws, but this is it. Tim Hardaway jr. Is pissing me off, man. Like he's, Zero for five from three. He's giving away possessions. Bad. Yeah, 
He's just, and not, yeah, the turnovers too, but just giving away these possessions, these wide open shots, and he can't even make one of them tonight. I mean, Bullock, I could forgive him. He's just having a bad shooting season, but he, at least this game he came out and he can play defense. Yeah. But at hell, at this point, I'd rather see Pinson out there <laughs> taking Hardaway's minutes. I mean, I, I know his career is not good from three, but at least he can probably play better defense. No, no, he's very No, bad. he can't. He's just, no. well, why is he on the team? This is what's frustrating me. Why? And who are we going to play tomorrow against the Rockets? I mean, I know the Rockets aren't a good team, but we're playing a bad team, so we, we need to be worried now. Do, like, do you I mean, keep it's... your shoes in your trunk? Do you keep your basketball <laughs> shoes in your trunk? Just show I'll... up at the arena. Like, walk out on the floor and stretch like that, that Clay Thompson impersonator. <laughs> you might be able to get some run in. Now, who are we going to play tomorrow so as far as, like, taking the ball down? I mean, we've got Dinwiddie. I mean, I, I sort of hope both Luca and Spencer sit, and then we can just have, a, like, a Josh Green point guard game who ran the offense tonight, and it was not great, but he tried, and I like the fact that he got minutes. You know, Christian Wood, 40-point game because he plays like Giannis. Maybe that's the thing that happens. I don't know. I'm up for, like, all kinds of weird shit. Or even call call up uh, Hardy and Dorsey for one game just for, for the hell of it, you know? I mean, well, just that's, getting... That is, you know, that is what they ought to do. That's what the I, – I wouldn't be surprised if they're all recalled for tomorrow, including McKinley Wright. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, lastly, uh, I, I know Bertans is not – I mean, he's a great three-point shooter, and I, I know he's not healthy right now. But, damn, I just – I hope he can get back soon. I think kids said that he's been – practicing a little bit but i i know his defense isn't great but damn it if he's out there making wide open threes like that's better than having hardaway out there who's the only thing hardaway did good tonight was not mess up in the last three seconds of the game and he did, did dribbled the ball see, out did you see what davis bertons was wearing oh no <laughs> he, he had on this like he looked like a librarian like like elementary <laughs> school like this mat he's a huge person and he had a massive cardigan on and it was like pastel. It was like very '90s art teacher vibes. I, I, I don't know. Kind of like Mister Rogers, maybe. Or... Yes, but less, it's... but more pastel. Yeah, six foot ten, Mister Rogers. <laughs> I'm gonna have but to look yeah. for pictures of him. It was amazing. But yeah, we got to win tomorrow. Got to win tomorrow. Please don't lose. Do I have that. news for you, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, we're gonna be being mad. losing some more hair here tomorrow night. So, but yeah, let's just let's just keep them in our prayers. <laughs> right. Thanks for joining, buddy. Yes, sir. All right, let's go with my man, Nav. How we doing? Hey. How's it going? Welcome back. Whoa. Accidentally kicked himself off. We'll invite him back up here in a second. Brett, what's up? How we doing? How we doing? doing well. What did you think of the game tonight? Um, I was... When they had fully blown the lead, I was prepared to come on here and just, you know, be as negative as possible. Sure. So I'll try not to do as as much of that. However, what I was thinking about watching the game and watching kids, you know, lack of of coaching during the game, um, I was thinking of. Um, I'm not sure if you'd seen this shared online, but there was an article um, written by a writer for the Ringer a couple of years ago about Tom Thibodeau and his you know, the cycle of, you know, him getting hired to him getting fired <laughs> to various teams. Um, and I was thinking about that cycle with, with kid, you know, about how the first year is always, you know, very energetic and, you know, turns the defense around. And then the second year goes like, it, you know, it's going here. Well, um, to be fair, this is only the second time he's done this. Because <laughs> he only he had one year with Brooklyn and then forced him yeah, to Milwaukee and then basically had a bad second year in Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, that is true. 
But I, I still, it, I completely agree with you that it doesn't feel like he coach. Like it doesn't feel like it's bad coaching. It just feels like there is not coaching going on. Like there's no point during the game in which I feel like, like anything is happening other than like the players just doing things for themselves. Oh yeah. I mean, friend of the program, Tim Cato had a story out today. Go read it. It's the athletic, you know, like kind of, he talked to some of the assistant coaches talked about kind of what their roles are. And I thought about that when I saw them all standing out at one of the timeouts and nobody's talking to the players. And I'm just like, guys, guys, can we do something? Because the Mavericks have given up, and a a was it a it was a nineteen point lead I think, all in in a, in a quarter like and that's probably the fourth time that's happened this season. The guy, it, there's got to be just a little more proactive stuff going on. I desperately need Luca or I'm sorry, need Jason Kidd to get a technical on Luca's behalf just to see if it's possible. I mean, you know, you know, I've been on that on that train since last season that that yeah. I, I feel like, you know. The, the kid is, it just does not stand up for Luca in those situations. And I completely get, you know, that, you know, that Luca should complain less to the refs. Yeah. However, the thing with the refs is that I hate talking about the refs. Like I would, right. you know, like, you know, everybody obviously thinks the refs dislike their team, but I feel like this season, particularly since Dinwiddie um, said those <laughs> things about refereeing, that it's been pretty egregious. And this is the kind of thing where, where I think, you know, sometimes it's a thing where, you know, you want the coach to, you know, get get a fine in the postgame press conference. This is a situation where Mark Cuban needs to, like, send a, a letter to the NBA League office. Well, they probably do that sort of stuff after every game. But, like, tonight, the, the lady ref was egregiously awful on basics. That that overturned out-of-bounds call at the very end. It was very clearly off um, – shoot, what's his name? Uh, one of their many wings. But it's just – some of the some of the basic calls that I'm not understanding. It's like I understand that, that Luca's difficult to ref, but there's just elements of what I'm seeing with, with going on at this team where it's like I don't like talking about it, but it sullies elements of the game and really like mucks it up. And all they need, I, I, there's no like real easy way to deal with it, but it it's very frustrating. Very it's very frustrating. Well, but then again, you know maybe the Mavericks aren't even going to hit their dang free throws. So what are, what are we going to do? Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, yeah, so, so yeah. The refereeing in the, in the third quarter was. It's the kind of thing that happens in those game in any game where you know a, a team Teams up has big, a big yeah. lead, but but and and, and that compounds with the Mavs, you know, kind of beyond Luca, just the whole team's kind of inability to like you know brush off bad calls. Right. Um, the other thing is that someone previously was talking about the defensive. I mean, like the team's energy when when the bench unit comes in, basically when Luca's off the floor. And and I I agree that you know there there is a little bit more motion to it. However, I I don't think that they play that much differently. And this is partly. And I was watching today, you know, some of the possessions, you know, where Spencer dribbles the air out of the ball, and it made me think about you know when people talk about you know do the Mavs want to play like this because Luca wants to play like this, or do the Mavs want to play like this because you know this is what. The, the front office, the, the coaching staff wants to do. Uh, I think the, for, the forever war. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and I think that obviously, you know, a large part of it is that with the pieces they have, they have to play like this, but they don't play differently when Spencer is, has the ball. Like, like, no, it's like they play a different version of the same thing with Spencer. They did this last year with Brunson. Yeah, they did it with Spencer Brunson and, and it worked. I mean, it works because, because Brunson is, 
like they lucked into having Brunson, who was like the closest thing you can get to like replicating Lucas' play style, like other than you know like the you know the insane kind of you know step back threes and stuff that like the, the style works because he's he was such an efficient scorer in the mid range inside the arc that he could just make some like he could bail you out of possessions late in the shot clock and like Dinwiddie has done so so far, but that's because he's hit like fifty five percent of his threes like. If if he was hitting his career average from three, it would not look like this. Well, so I love that you brought this up because I've been doing some real asking around to smart people, national people, and to a few Nets people. And one of the things that I think we should probably put in our back pocket just as we move forward is that Spencer, when he was with the Nets, had to take a lot of shitty threes. And he took a lot of end of shot clock threes, pull up threes. My, my buddy Matt Moore sent me like a breakdown of the kind of threes he was taking and the kind of threes he's taking now are a healthy mix of catch and shoot. And he is hitting some nonsense ones, but I think that comes with some confidence from hitting the easier ones. And it's, I obviously he's not going to shoot a bajillion percent, but I I do think high thirties is, is within reason. Uh, I don't know if he can hit high thirties at like eight threes a game or whatever the hell he's doing, but what it's doing for him is opening up the driving lanes. It's he's been getting to the cup more too. I mean, he had some and ones tonight that we haven't seen in a long time. And I think that's because teams are just having to guard him. I mean, that's the downhill effect of finally hitting your shots. Like Reggie Bullock is a, is a good example of this too, where I, I think he said in the post game that, like teams haven't been guarding him and now he's hitting shots and they're going to have to guard him again. I mean, basketball is a constant chess match and there's going to be elements of this and points in the season when it really doesn't work for Dallas. I mean, we've already seen elements of that already when it was the, um, uh, the, the Washington wizards game and then the, the magic game. So I don't know. I feel I, I am still extremely concerned, but if they're winning, I don't really want, you know, I don't really know what to do other than say, well, they're still winning. And, you know, because there's like a Luca effect here where it's like they, they, they fail up. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to take that. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's like, you know, th- th- there is a floor for how bad they can be. I mean, yes. Like they have probably the, you know, at least the players playing the best in the league, you know, this year on the team, they're not going to, they're not going to get significantly under, under 500, regardless of how best, bad the rest of the roster plays. Just because, you know, when you have the best player on the floor any given night in the NBA, you, you know, you have a decent chance at winning. And my hope is that it's, is that this is like last season where the first month feels bad and things kind of look bad. And then, then it's, then it progressively gets better. Yeah. Um, and that it isn't just like every single game is, is, is like this every, the whole year, like they can't keep playing like every single game. No, no, but that's where, that's elements of where the Mavericks are, are missing the, the floor that kind of Brunson gave them, but they'll either they'll figure it out or they won't, you know, I'm not, I, I want to see them finish on November because they have some tough games ahead. You know, they play the Rockets and they, they go back to back with the Nuggets who, by the way, Nikola Jokic might miss both because he entered the health and safety protocols, which if that would be the case, the Mavericks, if, and I don't, you know, I, I love this team, but the Mavericks have had some hilarious injury luck with who they haven't played this year. Um, yeah, I feel like every game they maybe we won't know anything about them. Maybe they'll be like low key frauds, but if they're still winning, I, I don't know if I care because sometimes faking it till you make it is the best course. 
Yeah, I mean, you'd rather have heartbreaking, you know, wins like this than heartbreaking losses. Yes. Like, 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 yeah. like the 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 games in the regular season don't matter other than. To- yeah, well, and 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 that's where they were struggling last year. Where the, I I we had asked them to get off to a better start, and I think that you know, I need to go compare game to game. But I feel much better about this start than last year's. It's just they're not cooking with the same level of of heat that they were against in, in the Western Conference uh, semifinals. You know. Yeah, and obviously, and every time I look at the standings, I remember that like every team is pretty bad this year. So, which is so interesting. Nobody's really tanking yet. Like I, I love that about this point in the year, and I, I feel like everybody's pretty good night in and night out. I mean, the Kings just beat the shit out of the Nets. Like, there's some wild stuff going on. I love it. Yep, it's fun to watch. Thanks for having me up. Sure thing, bud. Talk soon. Okay, see if we got anybody else. Nah, let's try it again. How are we I'm doing? I'm doing all right. You can hear me <laughs> now. Sounded like your phone dropped. No, sorry, <laughs> sorry. You can hear me oh, now. That's all right. Okay. Um. Uh, you went to the game, right? I did. How was how was the atmosphere Good. in the arena? Good. I've been so it's so funny. I got tickets uh, one night, and then the next when I, the game that I went to tonight, I was sitting in the same row, one section over, like two seats away from where I was sitting there, night with a friend who happened to have like tickets right there. And I I, I think the Mavs have done a good job with. Um, keeping the the crowd engaged, I've, I've really enjoyed my time at the games. I mean, I, I feel like the crowd is pretty lively. Uh, it it does sap the energy out when another team goes on a big run, but you know, in the fourth quarter there, in particular, things were things were uh, popping. I I thought it was great. Yeah, it's obviously glad tech, the team won. I wasn't a fan of how we got there, but you know, wins a win. Not trying to style point wins. Uh, it's just. It's like my every time I feel like I talk about the team, I feel like I'm sound like a broken record. So I apologize if it gets yeah, that to anybody. But I don't know for me, it just goes back to like, like we keep losing leads. And I don't know if you have a theory on this, but I feel like we keep losing leads and everyone keeps complaining and throwing their arms up in the air and just trying to figure out what to do. And I feel like we're just not we're just not playing like our best players a lot of minutes and. You know, Luca obviously he was at like forty, Spencer forty one, but Christian Wood playing twenty four minutes. Like everyone talks about usage rate of Luca, people you know complaining about you know people not hitting shots. It's like I'm not worried about Dorian Finney-Smith. I'm not worried about Reggie Miller. I don't yeah. care what Dwight Powell is doing or Maxi Cleaver. You know, like I don't care about these guys. They've already proven it last year in the playoffs. You lost the player; he was a guard, and you replaced him with a power forward center you need to start utilizing that power forward center to fill that role. And it's just very frustrating just like sitting on the couch and everyone keep complaining and acting like they don't know what, like, I, I don't know if you listened to the Zach Lowe podcast. I did. Um, with, yeah. Okay. So you heard, like, I feel like he, he had the best analysis of just, just like, this is the team you have. Like we can, you know, bitch and complain about the roster all we want. It's on the coaches to at least try playing your best player a lot of minutes. And if he sucks, he sucks. We'll find out. Well, it's funny because they did that with Luca tonight. They played Luca probably six more minutes than they wanted to. Um, he started the fourth quarter. He played 14 straight minutes, longest stretch I've seen Luca play in some time. Um, yeah. And and with Wood, Wood was, number one, with how switchy the, the Clippers are, I don't know if they're a great matchup for him. He also was like, he made a lot of mistakes. He had four turnovers. He had yeah. some defensive miscues. Yeah. There were elements like this was the first game where I felt at least felt like I understood why kid pulled him. 
there have been other oh, really? instances okay. where I just don't like okay. his I don't like his rotations because he plays yeah. you know six minutes to, to finish the first six minutes to uh, to start the second quarter and then the same thing third and fourth so it's like you're you're kind of capping him at 24 minutes and there was a, a piece on Mavs Moneyball. Ben Zadell wrote it about minutes and and you know just to the, how effective he is when he's on the floor. I, I don't know when they break the seal uh, with this, but I, I do think they go to it eventually. Yeah, it was interesting listening to McMahon like in like he made like kind of an aside comment on the on that podcast about how he like Christian Wood won't start. Like you mentioned it briefly. I don't know if anybody else picked up on it. Where he was like, yeah, Christian Wood starting. That's not going to happen. And yeah. then he went on to make like some other point. I don't, I guess I just don't understand where, where you have a guy who he was six of eight from the field. Like I get what you're saying. Minus four, four turnovers, you know, like he had, he had mistakes and everything, but like he's the only guy who scored off the bench. He's right. The Come back to the phone. People. Sorry. Um, he's one of only three people who can actually, you know, score, create a shot on his own, right? And yeah. it's like at a certain point, at a certain point, you got to play those guys because everybody, you hear KD talk about it. You heard Kuzma talk about it. Like how many times are we going to hear people talk about how limited the Mavs offense is outside of Luka? It's like, well, you got a guy who knows how to play offense at least. Maybe we should give him a shot. But... We'll see if Kid can be bullied into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop, I don't know. stop playing JaVale McGee. We got yeah, that going that's true. Yeah, yeah. Do you, I'm just. Do you have a theory on why we keep giving up big leads? No, but I, I, I lay more of it on Luca than I do anyone else because I just his body language. He just doesn't want. He just comes out half the time looking eh, and if he doesn't, something goes his doesn't go his way. It just starts kind of a cascade. I don't know. There's there's a lot of different different things. I I would like to see you know we're, if Luka doesn't play tomorrow, we're going to see them play a completely different style of basketball. So maybe right. we we'll get some some different looks at stuff. Like I was um, talking with one of our Slovenian followers today uh, about the the fact that the Slovenian national team qualified for the I think they qualified for the World Cup yesterday because they beat Germany. And if you happen to catch any of their game. Without Luca playing, they just play a completely different style of basketball, <laughs> and it, it's it's it goes to you know number one you can't really dupl- duplicate that offense without Luca, but it just shows it's like there, there's lots of ways to play basketball and score the, score the basketball, and and the Mavericks are going to have to add some wrinkles eventually. Otherwise, I think they're just going to become you know too predictable. That's just my thoughts, at least. No, no, I agree. And I guess I would put it on the coaching staff instead sure. of, right, instead of on Luca, where it's like they need to emphasize to him, like, hey, man, like, yeah, you're Superman, but you don't need to put on the cape every night. Right. Right. Like, we got some, we got to play a different way. So, you know, so this thing can last and we can have more balanced offense and everything. Like, I feel like we, they, we keep giving up leads. We keep doing the same thing over and over again. And that's a certain point, right? What's that saying? Like, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Yeah. I don't know, but I did think the um, the five man lineup with uh, Dorian playing the five was pretty cool. Um, I wonder how many more times they're going to go to that because it worked against you know against Portland and it well it, it worked a hell of a lot last year too. Funny you should yeah. mention that. Um, Logan Thompson, who is not here in the chat, he is most nights wrote a piece uh, that's up on Mavs Moneyball about why going small worked against the Blazers. And it's it's really good, really thorough, and it's the sort of thing I think you have to break out in small batches, uh, 
because otherwise you just there are times when size can just crush you but it it works like small ball against certain teams works so yeah it was yeah it was good i yeah they brought powell in to counter zubach and i you know it ended up working and everything um but i just thought that was an in, uh, interesting wrinkle but i appreciate you bringing me back on yeah, you sure. know it's good always to vent talk about this stuff good talk soon thanks all right couple more people and then we'll get out of dodge brian welcome to the show how are you give you a second to hit the unmute button if you pull yourself out of the chat hey what's up kurt welcome hey man first time on here thanks um man i don't want to i don't want to talk more about wood but i'll just say this when i see him making a play like finishing off an assist down low from luca or throwing an alley-oop down or hitting a three, you look at this, you look at Luca's face, and it's like he's having fun in a way that he hasn't had fun with another big out there. And it's like it's like you can tell he wants to unlock more of that in the game, but you don't know if he's not allowed to or if, like, he's the one who uh, is told by a kid, no, 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 you're only allowed a certain amount of fun with wood every game. But there's just <laughs> – there's just something weird there because you can see that the Luca and, and Wood want to make more of it, but it's like they're being told not to, that they only have a certain amount of fun per game they're allowed to have. So I, I don't know. It reminds me of stuff Carlisle used to do where Carlisle would find something that worked for the Mavericks and then never fucking do it. Where he's like, we can't, we can't give everybody tape. We, we, we can't, we cannot give anyone tape. And it's like, well, what we need to do is we need to win basketball games. So yeah. How no, about we win the basketball games? That's interesting. That's a that's a good way to look at it. Uh, I, I think that, there's an element of that with kid too. I really do. I think he. I'm being. I'm just. I'm talking totally out of my ass here. I know nothing, but I just get the vibe that that kid wants to do things his way, and Wood kind of goes against how he wants the, them to play basketball because he's not a great defender. I don't think he necessarily wanted him on the team. I think he sort of had to take him because the deal was too good. Um, and it seems like, oh, we, well, we just got to establish trust. And it's, well, you know, you signed JaVale McGee. And and that dude, I, I've watched him for 14 years, and he has never been good. So, I, I, so can we can we give the guy who has real talent? Well, yeah, that's the point. Like, McGee isn't coming through, and Kid has no problem yanking him out, not even playing him. Yeah. But then Wood is showing incredible potential, and he's like, whoa, 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 let's tap the brakes. I mean, if Nick Batum, if when he hit his first three threes, can you imagine if Lou had said, hey, you know what, I think you probably hit your max for the night. Let's just cool you off now and get the ball to the other side of the floor. You know, Wood goes six for seven in the first half, and he gets off one more shot in the second half. That's it. Yeah. That's criminal. Yeah. Uh, his second half was sloppy, though. It, I, it I, was. He blew some of his own chances. Yeah. So it's like I, that I, element I don't mind too much. Moving on, I want to make two more quick points. Um, I loved Dwight Powell uh, really rewarding Lucas Faith at giving him the ball out of the double team. He was such a facilitator, and I think that's why all the other starters feel so comfortable with him is – there's just good chemistry there, and they trust Dwight Powell to a lot of times to make the smart play because Dwight didn't look like he was in shock getting the ball every time. He looked like he knew exactly what it what he wanted to do with it. And can you imagine if McGee was getting the ball in that spot? It would be horrific. Yeah. Uh, 
But it's nice to see Dwight feeling so comfortable with that. He had five assists. Um, the last thing I want to say is I don't know if you were a Maverick fan during the Don Nelson days when he was coaching. Um, but Don Nelson, you know, anytime a player was getting uh, attacked out there on the court, Don Nelson had no issue throwing the coat open, uh, putting his hands on his hips, sticking the belly out like he was doing the Care Bear stare, and being willing to yell at the refs and go sit his ass in the locker room if he had to. And Jason Kidd, like when they pan over and show his face anytime uh, Doncic is complaining or he's gotten fouled a few possessions in a row, Kidd has this look on his face like, He's like timid, like he's afraid to say something to the ref. Which refs. is insane. It's it, Jason he, fucking kid. He looks like he's almost like he's gonna. He thinks he, like people are gonna think he looks stupid for sticking up for Luca. Like he doesn't want to hurt his credibility with the refs or something. That's another thing that's a mystery to me because I, almost any other coach would be impassioned in imploring the refs to do something different. But he, he's just emotionless at those times. But then in the post game. He'll talk about how incredible Luca is. It's like, well, you know what? In the post game, if you think he's that great, then show passion for him when he's out on the floor getting his ass kicked. So, yeah, that's all I got to say. Well, thanks so much, Brian. Appreciate you joining the show. Hope you come back. Thanks. All right. So we got a couple more people. People slowly trickling in, wanting takes off. Only wanted to do this for a half hour, but we're almost at forty-five minutes. Krishna, you might uh, you might be leading us out of here. What's up? I'm doing good, Kirk. How are you? I am, I'm, I'm, you know, pretty good, but I, you know, there's something about being in the, the arena's energy that, that can help boost your mood, even if it was kind of a, a, a gut wrenching finish. I, I had a great time. Yeah. I mean, thank goodness. At least it was a win, but yeah, whatever it's, a, it is a win. Obviously it's good energy. And if you're a neutral Mavericks games must be the most insane thing to watch. Yeah. Like, I, I can't think of another team that you watch and you go, I have no idea what this team is going to do night in, night out. But um, I don't really have too much different to say. I, I, I'm i glad to see Reggie see his shots go in. I, I, like, we'd been talking about it and we were all expecting it, but I was so glad. Like, all, I, what he had 13, 13 in the fourth, which was all of his points for the entire game. Like, I was really glad for him. Like, he had been getting kind of really, really beat up everywhere. And, and rightfully so, like he was missing some bad shots, but it was the trend for his entire career. Like he just does not shoot good at all. And it had been really tough. And for him to come up big in the fourth, I thought was great. This is in this game. He, he's did, yeah, he still did, but he came up in the big moments, which, you know, more people are going to remember than not. And also Dorian, Dorian, what, what was like six of eight? Dorian was from three. He was a billion from a billion from he had career high yeah. seven makes. I don't know how many he took. I think he might've taken like 15. Yeah. He was Max. also really, yeah, he was great. And you know, the Christian Wood minute stuff, like I'm also frustrated, but I was in the second half. You could see he felt a little choked off. Like he made some pretty bad mistakes, but I wish, you know, he would have gone in sooner and I did like the small ball lineup. I thought it, it's worked a lot better, especially when you have like a guy like Zubac, who, yes, Zubac is going to kill you in the rebounding battle, but in terms of playing five out is very useful. Though, I, I don't know if I liked him in five out, but 
I don't know. It, it's hard. Like there's clearly the same kind of things that we've had, the same issues we've had with this team throughout the season. But like, I don't know. Like this team is just lucky more than anything, and I don't know what else to say, really. Yeah. Well, hey, we'll be back here tomorrow. For sure. For sure. I'm uh, more things to whine about. For sure. And I did want to say like, shout out to Jaden Hardy. Like he's been doing really well in the G league. Um, I don't that look, I don't want that to mean that I think Jaden Hardy should get significant playing time. Not at all. Like this is what these games are. Yeah. For tomorrow. But like what I believed in, in Jaden Hardy was like, I thought with the ignite, he just didn't get the spacing and kind of the better roster construction around him. And The Legends, yes, it's not a perfect roster construction, but you have guys that can shoot who have played a lot longer that he's shooting not only a lot better, but he's playing with way more confidence. So it's good to see. I mean, like, he's turning out to be a better player, but obviously he's still a long ways away from being a long-term significant contributor, but it's nice to see that and hopefully more positive results in the future and hopefully everyone has a good night. Yep. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So, good show. Thanks for hanging out. Check out MavsMoneyBall.com. There's some fun posts up there. There's some – let's see what else we have tomorrow. Um, On Thursday, uh, I got a notification from our man David Trink that he is writing an article that is going to just – it's going to be the talk of the internet on Thursday, whether the Mavericks win or lose. Uh, One of the wilder things uh, that I've been pitched in my time as editor, I look forward to everyone being mad online about it. Um, how's that for a tease everybody be good we'll talk to you tomorrow night uh and have a great uh wednesday